Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, with the first in a number of joint Arrakis committees on autism underway this week, there's calls around representation for uh, neurodivergent people in Ireland right to the fore at the moment. And a strong advocate in this area is filmmaker Keelan Handley. Uh, Keelan first sought a diagnosis for dyspraxia after she related to a character on TV. And this led her to explore her autism in recent years and to showcase the importance of better ways, better pathways for um, autistic people in Irish society. Keelan most recently auditioned for the Rose of Tralee and she's with us here on the programme today. Keelan, you might just take us through the experience of competing to become the Dublin Rose and, and why you did that. Yeah, so I think um, if you ask anyone in my life if they thought I would compete in the Rose, they would tell you absolutely not. <laughs> But um, when I looked into it and I saw, I actually saw a chronically ill friend of mine competing and I saw that this was actually a brilliant platform and uh, particularly for a more traditional and an older generation and those are the folks that need to see that autistics are here and we're capable and, you know, we can do anything we like, we just do it differently. So when I entered, um, I did have to educate them quite a bit (laughs) on um, accessibility and things like that. And to their credit, they did help me, like, uh, we did the tour day and they made sure that there was food options that I could eat sensory-wise. They checked in on me every so often to make sure I was doing okay and all of that. But on the show night itself, there were some issues with lighting and noise and things like that. So I did still have to work a lot myself to accommodate myself, which I'm lucky that I was able to do and had the knowledge and self-knowledge to do. Was it challenging? It was, yeah, um, kind of from every aspect. And obviously the socialisation, I was quite nervous about going into because I'm sure you probably saw in the papers, but my secondary school experience was really bad and that was an all-girls school. So to go into an all-girls environment that was competitive in nature, Mm. I was (laughs) kind of scared about that. But um, I was pleasantly surprised. The girls, hands down, were like, they were just lovely. They were so nice. They were so accepting and they were so eager to learn and kind of be educated, which was wonderful. Yeah. And like I mentioned there at the outset that you're you're a filmmaker um, by, by, by <laughs> trade. But I suppose your perception around um, your, your autism, that changed when you saw your experience represented on, on TV. C- can you tell us about that? Yeah. So my autism journey, um, I've always said, is a little bit different to the norm in that I figured out that I was autistic when I was 12. But, because um, us autistics, we always know that we're different. We might know what it is, but we know there's something. But when I looked up autism, what I saw it portrayed as in shows and films growing up, it was a really bad thing. And it terrified me. So I never told anybody. And it was, you know, it was another 10 years before I was able to acknowledge that and kind of stop repressing it. And it was because of seeing dyspraxia, which is another neurodivergent condition portrayed in a TV show. And it was a minor character. (laughs) You know, they only had a couple of scenes and then they never spoke about it again. But it changed my life. Did that push you into the filmmaking industry? So, um, not, it's a bit of a strange one. So I was always interested in uh, art. Like if you ask me, even from age of two, what you want to be when you grow up, I'd say an artist and a mammy. And it's still the same. 
So I started doing filmmaking when I was 12. So us autistics, we have a term called special interests or stim, st- or spins even, which is basically a topic that we're really, really interested in. And we can focus on that like for hours and we learn as much as we can about it. And we, it just brings pure joy. And filmmaking has been a, an interest of mine since I was 12. So it's because I'm autistic that I'm still, you know, uh, 15 years on, nearly 15 years on now that I'm a, uh, I'm still interested in it. Do you think is enough being done, um, Keelan, to kind of change the perspective or the the representation of people living with autism, you know, through the likes of series, TV programmes, film, or like, has that changed at all? You know, when you think back to the first kind of programmes that you would have watched? Not really, no. Um, there's baby steps being done in that there are diversity and inclusion programmes now. Uh, like when you go for funding and things like that, which I see because I'm behind the camera. But a lot of it is still a tick-the-box exercise. And even um, <laughs> to point out the phrase you just used there, living with autism, it suggests that it is, you know, an affliction. When it's not, it's, it's who we are. It's part of our souls. Yeah, there's some parts of it that are very difficult, but there's some parts of it that are amazing. And I would not change me being autistic mm. for the world. What more do you think, you know, could be done through film and, and, and programmes? It's it's the representation both in front of the camera and behind it. A lot of the problems with the representation currently out there in media, it's being made by people who aren't autistic themselves. Like their kids might be autistic or their cousins or their friends, but at the end of the day, they don't have that innate experience. Mm. They don't have the understanding. And in the casting of the actors as well, you can see when an actor doesn't understand what their movements are, what their intentions are, because it's, our brains are wired differently. It's a physical difference. I mentioned, and um, we spoke at the start about um, your experience of the the Dublin Rose and and the Rose of Tralee. Um, was it was it enjoyable though? Like, because we, we've spoken just just during different conversations mm-hmm. with people about going through the the process of um, the competition or the pageant or you know wh- whatever mm-hmm. way you want to describe it. But I mean, d- did you enjoy it though, Keelan, as an experience? I did, yeah, no, and I wasn't sure what going, uh, what it was going to be like going into it, but no, I really did enjoy it, and um, I'd do it again. Yeah. Like, it was, meeting the girls, like, it gives everyone a boost of confidence, I think, and it was just, just particularly after the pandemic, it was nice to kind of get out there again. And maybe just on a final point, Keelan, for today, like, what would you say to people um, who maybe just... I'm just looking from some of the messages that are coming in um, from different people mm-hmm. just on, on, on the topic, like who want to engage with their autism or only do so a mm-hmm. little bit later in life. Well, what, what's mm-hmm. your advice maybe to people? Or? Take time. Um, it's, it's particularly when you're diagnosed late in life or when you're only just accepting it. It's a lot to unpack. There's something called masking, which everyone does regardless of neurotype. But autistics have to do a lot more and it's kind of like acting constantly um, to hide your autistic traits and to fit into society because it's not safe currently um, to be fully out as autistic in most places, particularly if you're a person of colour or from some other minority group. Um, so you need, it, it's really difficult to peel that mask back and figure out who you are underneath that. It's tiring, it's exhausting, it can be traumatic at times. Mm. So you really need time and space. I would recommend therapy. I myself go to therapy every week and it's been life-changing. And um, talk to other autistics. Seek us out. 
I actually help run um, a meetup group, run a meetup app called Autistic Social Group Ireland. Okay. And we meet up every week or so. And it's wonderful because you're just yeah. talking to people who, you know, they just get your experience. <laughs> and you can communicate a lot more naturally than what you're typical as well. And where can people find out, actually, just Keelan, on that, if they, they wanted to find out about the meetings or where they're taking place? Where, where can you do that? So there's an app called Meetup, uh, and it's co- called meetup.com as well, if you want to go online. It's a private group, so that means that nobody can see the members from outside. So if you're not out as autistic, nobody's going to know. Like, people can Google it and find who the members are. You can only join the group after you answer some questions and we admit you. The questions are just like, will you be respectful and all that. Okay. But we do meet, it's, it's mostly Dublin-based. There are a few around Ireland as well, but we meet in various locations around the place and we just have a chat for a couple of hours. Yeah, okay. Well, listen, Keelan, thanks a million for joining us here on the programme today. Um, filmmaker Keelan Handley. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.